Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 12 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I'm the mother of a six-year-old. I also write for the Geek Embassy about Game of Thrones. I'm joined by Regina McMenemy, who is also a geeky mom. Hey, Regina. Hey, happy almost end of summer. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. Hi, ladies. How are you? Okay. Like Regina um, said, summer's almost over. Thank God. The summer needs to end. <laughs> yeah. My children need to go the hell back to school. <laughs> I am tired of Fortnite. I'm tired of YouTube. I'm tired of YouTube about Fortnite. <laughs> I'm just, I can't anymore, guys. I can't. I can't. Yeah. When do your kids go back to school? The 27th. Oh, you see, you get it easy. I just go back after um, Labor Day. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Although I start school on Monday. We're recording this on a Friday, so I go back on Monday. So Fun times. Yeah, but that's because you're a college professor. Yeah. You bought a ticket for that ride. I know. (laughs) For whatever reason, it feels especially early this year. Yeah. It's the twenty. It's August twenty first. I think the day we start back, and I'm just like, couldn't have made it the twenty eighth. Like, <laughs> no, because it pushes yeah. grades in onto like grades would be due on Christmas, so like they can't. Uh, but I'm still like, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, how many um, classes are you teaching this quarter, semester, six, whatever? Six. 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 Wow. 18, 18 units total. My schedule shifted since we've last talked. So I I have more. One <laughs> and one class I haven't taught in two years. Oh, okay. Um, I'm very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very afraid. Oh very afraid man. Right yeah, no, we've got a we've got a couple weeks. Next week we're going to Disneyland. It's going to be crazy hot there. Yeah, It was crazy yep. hot when we went last year, too. So yeah. um, we're prepared for that. We're prepared to spend lots of money on drinks yeah. through the day. Eight, nine dollars on a drink. Um, so, yeah, I haven't just... done I haven't done Disney. I did a really small local amusement park here mm-hmm. um, this summer and. I still am a little salty about the fact that it was eighty dollars just for Iris for my daughter and I to get into into. Oh wow! In the door, it was eighty bucks, and I was like, okay. And the food was cheap, so I couldn't complain about that part. But yeah. I was like, really? Yeah, dollars forty for a four year old. Like, even with un- that's unlimited rides for both of us. But still, mm-hmm. that was a lot. Was yeah. A lot. So. Yeah. yeah, we um we have season passes to the local amusement park here. Um, we have gone once because it mm-hmm. has been so hot or it's been closed. However, uh. Uh, they are open weekends through the end of September, and so mm-hmm. we suspect that we will be going like crazy. Yeah, then. last yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know when it's not ridiculous because it's just yeah. been so insane. I don't yeah. even know if we're gonna do it next year because it's just so hot. Like we just. Yeah, can't use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we're looking forward to that. Anna is very, very excited. So, um, 
So it should be fun regardless. We're in prep mode. Isaac just uh, printed out a bunch of the, the park maps, like large, like tabloid size papers so that we can sort of plan our route. Um, Cause we know now, now that we've been there, Anna knows what ride she wants to ride and where we want to go first and all that good stuff. So, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah. And then she goes back to school uh, a few days after Labor Day, Labor Day weekend is PAX uh, West. So that's coming oh, up that's here right. soon as well so the big story in video games in the past week (laughs) (laughs) has been oh bad it's been more than bad it's just been it's been bad i don't (laughs) it's been embarrassing is what it is Yes, extremely embarrassing. So if you have been living under a rock, um, (laughs) one of the uh, former now uh, editors at IGN um, plagiarized lots of stuff that he wrote. The first thing that was noticed was a review for a game called Dead Cells. But as people dug deeper, um, Kotaku particularly did lots of investigative stuff on Um, this. To be fair, not only did they investigate, they, they did as he asked. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, cause he's an idiot. <laughs> um, for continue. And then I'll explain why I'm super salty about this. And I'm sure you'll suspect, I'm sure you actually know why I'm extra salty about this, but you go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not much more to say. I mean, he was fired from IGN, thankfully. Um, but yeah, Kotaku did a lot of investigative stuff. And the thing that Steven is talking about is that the, the writer made a video and he was like, you know, it wasn't intentional and blah, blah, blah. I don't know how the plagiarism is intentional. I don't understand how that happens. But anyhow, he said, like, I dare you got, or like, I challenge something, you to find other stuff. So he, oh. like, set the So he, he, he told, yeah. He told Jason Schreier, <laughs> who is one of the most respect well, res- he is one of the most respected and renowned um investigative video game journalists in the world right. to dig shit up on him and try and find more evidence now the thing is jason didn't really have to do much because right. as soon as he did that i mean his twitter dms lit up like a christmas tree with people because yeah. the internet did it for him. I'm right. willing to bet that Jason spent maybe 15 minutes like searching on his own other than verifying crap that was sent to him because right. the internet was like, oh, hell no. Nah, and just yeah. did <laughs> This is um like wow. I watched all this unfold, Um, you know, like first it was posted in the podcast beyond Facebook group. Oh, um, yeah. And then it shred on it. It moved on over to the Nintendo voice chat Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of settled for a while because obviously that host was the Nintendo editor. Let's, uh, put, a pin, let's put a pin in that for a moment. <laughs> um, and he, um, so they they obviously you know within a day took it down. You know within that evening actually they took it down, and then the next day they parted ways with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he posted this non-apology 
um, apology video, which really just made shit worse. Yeah. Like, he had an opportunity to save face and just retreat back to his YouTube channel because he didn't have like a writing background. His background is he was a YouTuber. YouTuber yeah. Um, so he could have gone back to his YouTube channel, posted a mea culpa, said it was just really sorry that he, you know, come up with some lame excuse and it's the internet. People would have forgotten about it in a month. Right. right. Because that's how the internet works. He would obviously have to be very careful with his comments, but whatever. This would obviously help him and help, you know, like he could have done something else. Yeah. Now, uh, this dude's not going to be able to get a job anywhere legit for a while. And I'm not even talking yeah. about journalism. Journalism is done. I'm talking yeah. like he could try to go get a job at customer service at a call center at somewhere at a cable company. And they're going to Google his name and say, Oh, you, the oh, reason you lost yeah. your last job yeah. is because you, um, you stole someone's work. So yeah. he's going to be in trouble. Um, I feel bad because he has a child. Mm. That's the only reason that I feel bad. He uprooted his child to go to San Francisco Let's put a pin in the uproot thing. Um, he, <laughs> We're going to pins people's... all over this thing. <laughs> yeah. So he uprooted his family, like his son, to go to his dream job. Mm-hmm. And then he blew it, allegedly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, because I know I have to say allegedly. Um, I'm particularly salty about this. I put up a Facebook Live video on Gage Family Gaming uh, Facebook page about this. Um, I thought about applying for that job. I had okay. the application already filled out. It was completely filled out. After our conversation, and you told me not to do it, Nicole, yes. um, I went and was going to do it. And I I'm the killer gonna... of dreams. <laughs> no, no, you're the, per- you're the person. You're the- yours was the only advice I listened to because yeah. you were like, dude, there's no way your family's going to live out there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, but I thought about it anyway, like, Hey, what's the worst thing? You know, let's give it a shot. Right. Um, and I almost was there now, admittedly, this is not the same as like the Nintendo life guy who really did apply and got like multiple interviews. Like this dude shit on a lot of people's dreams by being Mm -hmm. a lazy thief. Um, and it bothers me. Um, the good news is for the parents listening, this is a great teachable moment. As I said (laughs) in my video, um, plagiarism is bad. Um, it will get you, it could get you suspended in high school. It could get you expelled in college and it can get you fired at work. Um, and like, these are the kind of things that follow you forever. Yeah. Right. Write your own shit. So as, as a writing teacher, (laughs) I have a few things to say about this. As you might. Yes, Regina. (laughs) (laughs) I would just first like to say there is such a thing as what we in the business call, unintentional plagiarism okay Um, but unintentional plagiarism is generally what we call students who don't know how to properly cite their sources Uh so when they have um summarized or uh paraphrased from a source and not given credit for it or even Mm. sometimes quoted and not you know known the proper procedures to give credit Mm. that is when you have unintentional plagiarism it's literally the intention of it. I didn't know that I needed to put the author's last name and page number. Right. You know, I didn't understand that when I was summarizing that I needed to make sure it was clear that those ideas were coming from whatever source I was using. So there is such a thing as unintentional plagiarism. Um, That is not the case (laughs) in any way, shape or form in this instance. You know, this is someone who 
full on went and took somebody else's ideas and passed them off as his own and then got caught doing it. Um, One of the most famous cases of like plagiarism in a professional atmosphere, there's actually a movie based on it. It's called Shattered Glass. Mm. And it was about, um, uh, what's his name? Stephen Glass was a freelance writer um, who worked at um, the New Republic. So some pretty Mm -hmm. like high level, like, you know, significant um, um, publications. Mm -hmm. And he was plagiarizing as well. And he got caught. But he was plagiarizing in a different way because he was making up the stories that he was writing. Mm -hmm which is again, another form of um, plagiarizing. Um, And he went to the degree where he was setting up fake phone numbers for the fact checkers to like get in touch with, to, you know, you know, it was ludicrous, but it was a real story. He was 25 and he, yeah, he, and he destroyed his writing career. Like, have you heard of Richard Glass? Probably not, <laughs> you know, because he did that. So there yeah. is like the, the moral to the story, like Stephen said, is really this, you know, we don't because I get a lot of flack from this sometimes with students when I'm like, <laughs> don't steal other people's work. Um, not to mention <laughs> that in this day and age, it's a lot easier for us to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot easier yeah. to find out even if you don't have. I mean, we have a service. I have a service called Turn It In. You know, you pop a file online and it will show you exactly what website sources everything came from and keeps a <laughs> database of all the papers that have been turned in. So if mm. Joe decided to use uh, Richard's paper and they had both been t- turned in to turn it in, I would know. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, that service and tell me because both of you have experience working with both turn it in and. Nicole, you're obviously a professional games writer and writer in general. So here's one thing, because a lot of people have talked about Turnitin. Like Turnitin, Turnitin must be all about the amount of marketing that it has gotten in the last couple of weeks. Oh, I'm sure it is. Twitter, I mean, I'm surprised Turnitin was not trending on Twitter at one point because everybody was talking about it. But here's the thing. Because Turnitin is an algorithm-based service, right? Like it looks at turns of, it looks at phrasing and things like that. And I know we keep, Right. I mean, no, I mean, it like it will, it, it's not turns of phrase necessarily. It will identify, you know, it doesn't identify common language. It will no. find the sources where your quotes came from. So if your citations are correct and you have cited your quotes correctly, it will come back with a low percentage. However, if you have copied huge chunks mm-hmm. from other sources and put them in, it will link you to those sources. So the student that I had, several years ago, who decided to use the sample paper from my textbook Mm. as her paper for class (laughs) is brilliant. (laughs) You're not going to notice that. I'm not going to notice this. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to make sure I had the proof. So I ran it through Turnitin and Turnitin just colors the lines. It like will show you like red is one source and green Mm. is another. Um, so it's not really algorithm based. It is literally oh, like looking at chunks of text and pulling them from the internet. So then the yeah. likelihood of, cause the, the thing that hit me is that like a lot of video games journalists are like, they use the same, they we talk this, like we talk the same way about right, the same. Right, right. So, and there are so many people writing about the same subject. Right. That's right, not like, what Turnitin does. Turnitin oh, okay. finds out exact 
Okay. You know, chunks of text that because this is what I imagined, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, so IGN is totally going to roll in and be like, "All right, whoever's going to review Spider Man in a week, right? We're going to throw that review right into Turnitin, and we're going to show the percentage to everybody, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's say they're not going to, but let's say they did, right? Like, there's going to be so many reviews of that game, yeah, yeah, that like that by. My assumption was, and I'm, I appreciate you filling me in. My assumption was that their that their percentage was going to be like seventy percent or some shit, right? And have it not actually be, you know, like because yeah. of the way games journalism is, I thought it would throw it off. Good yeah. to know. It doesn't work um, that way. Um, it's le- it's literally looking for the copy and paste, which you know makes it useful and not as useful because if right. somebody's smart, I mean, you know, the thing about and the thing about this is. <laughs> <laughs> Students and my experience has been will go to such great lengths to plagiarize, and you can effectively wow. plagiarize, but it is so much more work. Work, yeah, <laughs> than just writing it yourself, right? Yeah. Like if you just sit down and you just apply yourself to it, it's not that hard. And the right. same thing is true in this situation. All he had to do was sit down and figure it out instead of yeah. going and like copying somebody else's, you know, stuff and passing it off as his own. The, and you don't one, get in trouble and lose your job. Yeah. The one thing that I'm going to give him a little bit of a break for, the only thing, the only thing is his resume on LinkedIn. I don't give a crap about that. Because his resume on LinkedIn was copied from a temp- a job template oh, on a right. website. Oh, right. And I really don't care about that. That's whatever. Yeah. That's a whatever. I mean, that's the one thing I'll get. Because people were, right, were dunking on him hard on that. And I think that's just... No. In, in the world of Magic the Gathering, we calling that winning more. <laughs> right? Like, we don't need to dunk on him for that because I really could give a crap about his He's resume. Got on plenty LinkedIn. of other stuff. That, yeah. Like, you know. And it, yeah, so we don't need to belabor the point, I don't think, but I'm, I'm mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm also, I feel really <laughs> bad for the dudes and ladies at IGN because they're going to be dealing with this shit mm-hmm. forever. Hell, I mean, I'm probably going to be dealing with this shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody just thinks journal, you know, like where'd you crib that from? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. You know what I mean? And everybody's going to be hypersensitive to what you said, which is like people use the same nomenclature and they use the same words. They describe exactly. things the same. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, exactly. so-and-so already said it that way. Yeah. Exactly. Like, well, just because you, use, I you know, feel really yeah. bad for the person that the next, I mean, if you think about it, we're getting into the holiday season. So we got Spider-Man, we have, um, Tomb Raider. War, I mean, Tomb Raider, World of Warcraft is happening right now. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and a little game called Red Dead Redemption 2, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later. Like, people are going to have their eyes on mm-hmm. every word of those reviews. This was just some random, like, Dead Cells is objectively a great game, right? Yeah. But it's not Spider-Man. It's not World of Warcraft. It's not, right. I mean, it's a little indie game. So I, I, you know, whoever like Dan Stapleton, the reviews editor over at IGN, like he's got to feel like he's pointing a gun at the head of whoever he hands these reviews to, right? Like, cause yeah. they have that extra layer of pressure. Now, admittedly, they're professionals. They'll handle it. Somebody wants to play Spider-Man early, so I'm sure they're going <laughs> to do it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I feel bad for them. The good news is that it's a very vocal minority of trolls that are fighting that are lashing and just about everybody else is just dogpiling on Mr. Mucin. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Leave his kids alone, but yeah, he's, right. he's, 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 that should always deserves- be true. Like yeah. Yeah, everybody's kids should be sacred. Like that should just not be something like I feel that way about 
our president as well. Like leave the kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. the ones that he does business with, but the little ones like just back off. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is a big, uh, not saying that it wouldn't be a big deal otherwise, but because it's IGN, it's a super huge deal. Yeah. At least when I was there, IGN was in very, very close competition with GameSpot for being the most popular site. I don't know how that whole thing stacks up now because it's been uh, a while, but it was a constant struggle. Leagues better. Yeah. So and I know um, for reasons. Okay. <laughs> but it was a constant struggle. And so obviously yeah. this is going to lose. I mean, like you said, like people are going to understand that it wasn't necessarily a site at the same time. People are going to go elsewhere. I think yep. it, there's, there's no way to deny that. So, um, so yeah, this is really bad for IGN for a while. I think, yeah. So, anyhow, uh, I st I'm still in shock a little bit. I was actually offline <laughs> the day that this broke. Like for some reason, I wasn't looking at Facebook. I wasn't looking at Twitter. And I went on the next day, and everybody was just blow. Twitter was blowing up about this terrible thing that had happened in games journalism. And I'm like, oh my god, what what have I missed? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I had the same thing because I was, you know, in not good connection service and my vacation, my second right, vacation right. at yeah. the beach. And I was like, what is happening? I, <laughs> I saw the original. I saw him. I saw the dude post his thing and I didn't believe it. Right. Like I didn't watch the video. I didn't believe it. I saw him post the video in the this morning. I didn't believe it. I then came out of work that night and i was like whoa like yeah and and what it was was i follow most of the writers at ign and all of mm -hmm. them were like you know that all of them were a little you know a little salty um <laughs> mm -hmm. and some of them like man it's it's crazy um interestingly enough um the N nintendo voice chat that week was uh was uh pretty interesting <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I anyway. can imagine. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. are they going to do, right? I mean, it's it's it sucks, but that's the but the teachable moment. Yeah. Uh, don't steal shit, guys. It's not yeah. that hard. Just don't just don't steal. Oh wow, I just had an idea, but totally unrelated to. It. Don't steal things. Well, can no, we... no. I, my my boss has suggested an <laughs> yeah. assignment for tech writing about what uh, like an ethics case so one of the suggested topics for it was to do um the the guy the murderer who got caught based on like the 23andme data um yeah so that was the one that she was suggesting we do um but i have like no interest in that as a topic yeah but now i'm wondering if i could use this as an ethics as a possible ethics yeah. case <laughs> yeah well, this is kind of cut and dry though yeah there's not a lot of ambiguity in it like it's just the ambiguity bad. of the genetics thing is is actually kind of interesting this yeah. is cut and dry the yeah. dude stole shit yeah right um and it, but it would make it, an interesting topic to have in class though too where we I could agree. i could actually bring the story in like the beginning of class and start talking about ethics in you know, in writing, just in general, using and in games journalism. Example. Yeah, it gives you plenty of opportunities to make ethics and games journalism jokes. Yes. Yes. And then, exactly. Depending yeah. on how the class reacts, then you'll know if any of them are GamerGate, and then you yeah. can give them bad grades. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that might create my own. That might that might create an ethics case against me. Right. <laughs> 
See, wow. that, that's just an object lesson, right? Like it's just an, it's like just getting deep into the teaching. You're yeah. like, see guys, these are your real grades, but the ones that I was giving you were not real. Right. So I wanted to teach a lesson also. <laughs> so anyway, lots of other video game news. Do we get yeah, to talk about is. smash yet? Uh, not yet, but okay. Just hold on. It'll, I'm it'll holding happen. it in. I'm holding okay. it in. So, um, as Steven mentioned earlier, uh, the latest expansion for World of Warcraft came out. Was it earlier this week or last week? Uh, it last went week. live at 9 p.m. Pacific on Monday, to my okay. understanding, and midnight yeah. Eastern. So, it's called um, Battle of, Battle for Azeroth. Did either of you guys go in? Um, not yet. Okay. Oh. I, I, I felt the, the pull and the desire <laughs> to go back. Yeah. Um, however, as previously stated, 18 units this fall. Yeah, um, you gotta take you gotta take a break. Well, um, it'll be yeah. there for two years. Yeah, yeah. it'll be yeah, there for two years. Be there for um, me to go back to at some point. We yeah. are going back in um, mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, um, I want I kind of want to reward Blizzard for their really good marketing campaign because mm-hmm. um, those trailers were freaking amazing. Um, and yeah. I really think this is a cool story to tell. Um. But um, the other reason it's really it's a content reason. Uh, Evan got really good grades last year, and um, we promised him that he would be able to stream World of Warcraft because that's really oh. what he wants to do. So we're actually every I believe it's Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We're not sure tentatively, but we cool. believe every Thursday uh, on our Facebook page, uh, Evan will be streaming approximately an hour and a half of World of Warcraft, starting from level one. Oh, cool. um, and so he's, you're going to see him learn the game. And when he gets a character in the level cap, he's just going to start over. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that will be an, in, and then obviously we'll port, you know, take it and put it over on YouTube and stuff too. But, um, yeah. he's really excited. Um, I'm excited to see him do it. Um, and he, He's a tw- he is a twelve year old boy in the United States, so obviously he wants to stream video games. Right. Um, and <laughs> the one that I th- the, of all the games that he had interest in, mm-hmm. um, I thought uh, you know, and some people might disagree with me, and so feel free. But the one of the games he had interest in, the only one that had the longevity, like that 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 I really felt comfortable letting him play, um, mm-hmm. was World of Warcraft. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, with parental controls and like, you know, we can control if he joins a guild or like, and if he joins a guild, then, you know, so be it. Right. Like just, they got to know he's streaming literally everything he does. So welcome to Mm -hmm. that world. So, um, but every minute he is in game as that character, um, he is going to be streamed. That's just how that's going to work. So, um, he's super excited about it and he did really well in grades. Like he's, I mean, everything went up. So nice. how can we get mad? Um, <laughs> even his penmanship went up, um, which is important because yeah. his handwriting is terrible. He's a 12-year-old with ADHD. Handwriting um, obviously is terrible. But so that's why we're in. And I'm, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm going to play too. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's wow. I mean, yeah. the, but the marketing campaign, I mean, have you, did you watch like the little movies? I did not. I was I like, think, oh, it's World of Warcraft. So here's, <laughs> I my, here's what I would say. I would watch them just because they are cool little CGI movies. Okay. Um, Blizzard's kind of good at those. You know what yeah. they really reminded me of? Is they reminded me of the Overwatch shorts. Mm. 
the only difference is the Overwatch shorts are characters that people don't have a history with. Right. Like, right. Did a movie about Sylvanas and why, like what her motivations are. And I know fan, like I am an Alliance player. So hashtag for the Alliance, come at me, whatever. Um, but <laughs> like heart, there are people who have been playing horde for a decade. Yeah. Like these are their people. Right. And that sounds ridiculous to some people, but you know, like these are their people. And so to have a character that you've been attached to for 10 years, like have that kind of movie that's sim- like all the feels from some of my friends, um, yeah. you know, and some very deep arguments about who's the true war chief of the horde. Polygon put up a big article today about Blizzard saying straight up, this expansion is all about what the horde is all about, mm. um, which I think is relevant because they're not the bad guys. They're positioned that way in some ways, but they're not the villains. Um, mm. And I think it's super cool. Can't wait to get into it. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, it's sort of funny. I'm going to go on a tangent here for a little bit because you said parental controls. So Anna has been logged in to our Xbox because she's been playing Portal Nights, uh, mostly with my husband. I played it with her for a couple hours one day. So now every night, all I hear is this incessant mining sound <laughs> with a pickaxe. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Um, but anyhow, so she's been logged in. And like, you know what? I'm just going to go get Fallout 4 another try. I first was going to do No Man's Sky, but the update was going to take like two hours to download. So I'm like, well, okay, I need to do something else. I don't have a ton of time. Cutie Dragon, which is her gamer tag. Cutie Dragon does not have the parental, does not have the, cannot play a game above the T rating level. And I was like, oh, right. So I had to go switch to her profile, log her out, and then go back in. But it was just kind of funny. I've never had anything like that happen before. Because I was like, they're like, like the parent parent thing just come, pops up. And I'm like, what? But then I was like, oh, right. She's been playing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why it is. She's usually not playing. The other thing we played together kind of briefly was um Overcooked 2. That game is so much fun. Oh my oh. god. It's like 3D cooking dash, uh cooperative cooking dash. Oh wow. Yeah. Cooperative with air quotes. With air I mean, quotes. how was how was your daughter? <laughs> not great. <laughs> we gave her the job of picking out the ingredients. Like, that's it. All you have to do is pick off the ingredients. We'll pick them up. We'll chop them. We'll cook. We'll everything. I'll be like, Anna, we need a tomato. And she's pulling out onions. Like, no, we need a tomato. And then she moves to the mushrooms. Like, no, <laughs> we need tomatoes. Because you fill up those spots. Like, once you pull the thing out, it's out. You have to set it somewhere. And so, you know, we have to run halfway around the screen to get the tomato that she finally pulls out. And the other thing about that game is the levels are kind of crazy. It's not just like straight up flat standard stuff. Like there's this crazy level where you're like two food trucks driving next to each other and they slide apart and then back together and apart and then back together. So you have to make sure you have all your food on the cooking side when it slides apart in order to, to make the goal. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. It's, it was fun, even though it was frustrating, but anyhow, yes. tell me, tell me if you think I'm crazy overcooked to yes. oh, our, I love you too, Regina. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, sure. I'll take it. I'll own it. Um, so uh, overcooked to arguably the perfect video game metaphor for parenting. <laughs> there is just always 
one thing like there's just always one extra thing that you need to do and one thing that you forget to do yeah alongside everything so it's just crazy insanity and it's impossible until it's not because the thing is with overcooked eventually you figure out the pattern Uh, my wife and i tried to play and then i put it down because i (laughs) i enjoy being married um and the, the issue we ran into is like, and this is this is probably a little easier in your house in that both you and Isaac are seasoned gamers that have been uh-huh. gaming like hardcore, quote unquote, for a very long time. My wife is not uh-huh. one of those. And I mean that not that she's bad, but she just doesn't, you know, she can't multitask like mm-hmm. you really need to. Like, and she was like, all right, so I'm going to do this one thing. And I'm like, sweetheart, I don't think that's going to work because no, none of us can do that one thing. Yeah. Because everybody's got to do two things. And then at least one of you has to go find a third every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's that juggling the third that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we just struggled with it. And I was like, you know what? I think it might be easier if we had Evan. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. But you know what? It's but it's still, I mean, it's amazingly fun. It's a great party it game. It's um, so much I recommend fun. it for just about anybody. Really. Yeah. Play it. Just be ready that you might need to play it in short bursts if you enjoy your family dynamic. Right. It's on Switch too, right? It is on is Switch, which is where we play it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, full there you disclosure. go, Regina. Yeah, Have you I played it? No. Um, okay. It's real good. It's real I good. Uh, full <laughs> disclosure, they gave me a code, so I... Oh, okay. But, oh, look who's getting the codes now. I know. No, I, I'm just Give kidding. We have, we have. I'm about to say you shut your damn. You shut your damn mouth. <laughs> I'm about to say you shut your damn mouth. Um, I, I've number one. I've always gotten codes. Um, I just have you know I've had to lean on my friends to get the codes for the big games. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Just saying, I'm not. You know, it's not. I'm not not connected. I got some weird. I got a. I'm gonna get a code for Super Seducer too. I think. Not that I want it, but I think they're gonna give it to me anyway. <laughs> Super. Okay, I don't think I want to know um, what that game is. Don't Google it. It's an FMV game. Okay. Um, and the big one for this time around is that it's got women in it. If it makes you feel better about the first one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying I'm covering just, it. I know. <laughs> I can imagine that you would, but yeah, whoever was sending out the codes maybe should have, you know. Oh man, they definitely. There are a lot of people that definitely don't look at my email address when they send me stuff at the site <laughs> when they were like, "Oh, nope. hey. nobody does that. No, nope. they don't do no, that. No. Yeah, I mean, once once you're on a list, it's like boom. Yeah. yeah, like I still get codes from Tiny Build all the time. I haven't worked in writing stuff for over a year and I, I still, still get, get, I, get codes from, I get codes from beta dwarf all the time they're in sweden they're oh, awesome okay. they were at the indie showcase at pax like tiny build invited ago. me to russia a couple mm, years ago wow i was like nah i'm good because there's money that your aunt had left in a <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> they did kidding. a thing where they no they were doing a thing where they were inviting media outlets mm, to right. go to basically like their own games convention Oh, okay. And like you could put your name in the hat, and I was like, "Man, it sounds kind of cool." Because, but like, if it were like maybe six years ago, I'd have been down. Mm-hmm. But I'm not yeah. going to Russia right now. <laughs> no way. No. Yeah. It's not no. bad. Isaac was just in Russia a month and a half, two months ago. It wasn't bad. It depends on where you go. He was in Saint Petersburg, so that was fine. Um, okay, but anyhow, back to some news stuff. So Spyro. 
the um it's not just remastered it's sort of re completely remade from the top i played it it's amazing oh cool uh unfortunately it has been delayed it was supposed to be coming out really soon um but it's been mm-hmm. delayed to november sure. although delayed um, if you wouldn't need it the time to do a better job do it you know that's my saying on things so sell like crazy so do it right yeah it right. exactly it's gonna sell like crazy no matter what uh crash bandicoot six weeks at the top of the uk charts and it came out last year yeah the last six weeks it's been number one on the uk charts wow yeah so, so i'm excited for spyro um somewhat disappointed it's delayed but like i said if they need the extra time take the extra time you, you need the time for for tomb raider Yes, it was just going to get a like. It was just it was going to come out around the same time as Tomb Raider, and you were just going to have to blow it off for Tomb Raider. So this actually works out great for you. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be something that we play with Anna because obviously you know baby dragons, yeah, purple baby dragons. Yeah, Um, it's super cute. It is. Yeah, yeah. I played a little of the original one way back when on the first PlayStation uh, when I was still learning how to actually play like a 3D game. I'm like this is this is weird. I don't know how to do this. To be but. fair, they were still figuring out how to make them. Right, so, exactly. I mean, that wasn't yeah. necessarily all on you. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm excited about that. But it's been delayed. If you were looking forward to it, it's coming in November. I, I'm excited about Spider Man as well, not just Tomb Raider. So oh, uh, God, they're, they're just they're just a week apart. So I'm, I'm going to make that happen. And Isaac's like, oh, Spider Man, but I'm like, it's Insomniac. <laughs> <laughs> their games are amazing and i just yeah i wouldn't you know, typically care either if it wasn't making it because i know that they know how to do that swinging stuff so it should be super fun yeah i was listening to uh kind of funny games daily on the way home from work today and mm-hmm. i had chris kohler on from uh-huh. Kotaku. yeah and he described it and I, I actually kind of agree with him it's something i never thought about is that spider-man is the sequel to sunset overdrive that mm-hmm. we never we were never going to get right. Yeah. That's awesome. Even if you don't like Spider-Man, like, and I think that's a decent way to think about it. Like, even if you don't care about Spider-Man, which how can you not care about (laughs) Spider-Man? But um, even if you don't care about Spider-Man, you should definitely care about the sequel to Sunset Overdrive 2. Yes. No, the sequel to Sunset Overdrive, which would be Sunset Overdrive 2, but instead is Spider-Man. Sunset Overdrive (laughs) has still been one of the best, games to come out of xbox one are arguably one of the most underrated games of under underrated games of all time so good it was so good the sense of humor i think we at some point but the writing is so good the sense of humor is hilarious steven didn't get that far in it but he would probably be highly offended once you get i watched the i watched the larpers on the youtubes they're pretty oh you did <laughs> it's pretty much how it is. So here's the thing about LARPers. LARPers are both exactly like the dudes from Role Models and nothing like the dudes from Role Models yeah. all at the same time. So yeah. I that own it. Part, yeah, that part was so funny. Oh my god. Uh, I might have to play it again if I have time just thinking about it. It's, just on, it's on Game Pass. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, I mean, we bought it anyhow. So yeah, it's on Game Pass. Okay. Um, all right. So let's see. So was it this was we not this past week, last week that Nintendo did a completely Smash Brothers focused. It was. Yeah. I didn't it, watch it. So Steven, go. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. All right, everybody get ready. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Not really, but since it came out. Um, okay. This is what's crazy about this is they announced a lot of shit and there's still things that are missing. However, mm. um, the big deal is they announced a new character. Um, uh, and that is, oh my God, the dude from Castlevania. Um, I don't remember his, oh I didn't, dude, I oh, Simon Oh, Simon right, Belmont. right. Yeah. Simon Belmont from uh, Castlevania. Um, Richter Belmont, who is from the Castlevania games on DS. He is an Echo Fighter. Um, and also Dark Samus, who is an Echo Fighter of Samus. And um, crap, who's the other one? Jesus, Steven. Dude, I it's for been. Sure you would have us covered. It's <laughs> been in like, oh, it's been like two weeks. You guys keep moving the show. <laughs> Um, and another Echo Fighter. It doesn't really matter. It's another one. Um, the Echo Fighters are not really the most exciting part of the game. Um, just because they're, they're basically the characters, but they are, um, they're the same fighter, but they look different and the moves behave slightly different. So, Mm -hmm. um, forgive me. There was an Echo Fighter. Um, they announced a whole bunch of new stuff with the stages. There's going to be over a hundred stages in the game, Mm. all available at you know, like at launch, without having to unlock them, oh, you can actually cool. connect the two stages, uh, multiple stages, so that they morph back and mm. forth between them in the middle of the match. Um, lots of quality of life improvements. Like this is very clearly intended to be, you know, it's called Smash Brothers Ultimate, but they're not joking. Like that's the plan mm. is that this has everything. There are something like eight hundred some odd music tracks available. Wow. They're all organized. You can actually go into the options and say, okay, every time I'm playing on a Zelda map, I only want one Zelda song to play. And you can make that so that happens. So you can wicked customize your experience. It comes with the full soundtrack, which, by the way, you can just go into that mode, sleep your Switch, and use it as an MP3 player because you can just play it. And it has 800 tracks on it, which is all of the meaningful music from just about everywhere including a lot of remixes they have um like because they have remixes of like Mega Man themes as done by you know like by guys that did Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) like this is just crazy (laughs) like this is just super fan service um the there are oh well there are more characters coming you know like this is one of those things um Mm -hmm. It, we're not done. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be DLC and all that stuff. Um, if you if you don't care about Smash, you still don't care about Smash. And I don't expect that anything that they... Like, this is one of those games that's going to sell to every Smash fan, right? right but right. I don't think it's going to go out of its way to, like, pick up... You know, it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be 20 million people playing Smash. I, I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is there are a lot of people who loved Smash on the GameCube or loved it on the Nintendo 64 that maybe got out of video games and are now back. I think it's definitely going to do that. Um, and that's really all it needs to do. I can respect that. Um, I'm buying it. Oh, um, I'm, so surprised. I'm yeah. buying it the day it comes out. And we've already talked about this. Um, 
uh, we will be streaming live to our Facebook page the first mm-hmm. Saturday after the game comes out, which I think is the next day. We are going yeah. to be playing it for 12 hours and seeing wow. how much stuff we can unlock. Wow. Crazy. Um, um, I mean, listen, you got to unlo- – because the key is the characters are – you start the game with only the original eight characters from mm-hmm. the original Smash Brothers and the other, like, 90-some-odd or whatever you have to unlock. So we're going to – Without any guides, without looking on the internet at all, we're just going to see how many characters we can unlock in 12 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And, you know, be stupid on the internet um, with me and, <laughs> you know, some of my friends and, and the boys, etc. So, um, yeah, it's Smash. It's great. It, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't get more hype, but I'm sure they're going to tell us more stuff. Simon Belmont being added is pretty rad. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um so there's one more sort of game story to talk about. Diablo 3 is coming to the Switch. Yep. Diablo 3, I think I played with Isaac on PS3. I think it was PS3. That's an older one, right? Am I getting my Diablos messed uh, up? Diablo 3 was released on PS3 and Xbox 360, but it was also ported to PS4 and Xbox One. But it was not on Wii U. Ah. Uh, yeah, so we played it on PS3. <laughs> I was not super yeah. impressed. We played it a couple times, and I was like, okay, I've had enough. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm super hyped for four-player on my Switch. I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie. Okay, um, so so help me with this, because I told Chris that they were bringing it, and I played it, and we had a, a little argument over whether or not he played it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he said he didn't, and I said he did. Uh, which we still haven't resolved because I messaged a friend of mine that I'm waiting here back. <laughs> but can you like, will we be able to play two player on the one switch that we have now? Yes. Okay. So we'll be able to have like controllers and we can both play it at the same time sitting in our living room. Mm-hmm. Docked or undocked. Docked or undocked. Okay. Both. Cause he was saying that we weren't going to be able to do that. And I looked it up real quick. That's what I was like. What would be the point He's of wrong. having this? Okay, cool. He's one hundred percent wrong. I'm all good with that. If he did actually play it back in the day, I'm gonna like so win the day. That was one of the features. <laughs> that was one of the features of the console version, anyway. Okay. Because um, right, you could play yeah. multiplayer. You could play local. You know, up to four right. player co op on the PS4 and the Xbox right. One version. So okay. yeah, I definitely played together. Together, yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Well, so, then I win. Um, Yay. Then we'll be buying it because I'm like, we need more games we can play together. Cool. And I'm so, playing. I'm hype because I want to play, you know, like I, the idea of playing four player. Yeah. Just, like in the same room together. That'd be so yeah. much. I mean, admittedly, Jacob is nine, but like, I don't know. There's something about the violence level in, in Diablo that is like, it's violent, but like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's um, Looney Tunes. Like, <laughs> Not in the stupidity. It's darker. Of it. It's darker. It's darker. But, but I mean, like in like cartoon violence. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it hits that kind of note rather than you know because that was the first thing Chris said. He's like, "Well, would we play it in front of our daughter?" And I was like, "I don't remember thinking it was particularly violent, but I can't tell if like I just don't. I have a different filter. I I think we have a different filter. I mean, it yeah. is rated M. Yeah. So, but then again, like at the same time, like. Freaking Halo was rated M for the longest time, and mm. I really didn't know. Yeah. And I always thought that was dumb. Um, 
you know, like now, or at least the most recent one was rated T. And I was like, all right, that seems a little bit better. Like Diablo is, I mean, it's definitely gory, right? But like right. the way that everything is presented, like it's it's like gory, like a heavy, heavy metal album cover. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, they're swimming in a river of blood. And yeah. It's like, nah, I'm over it. So I don't know. Like we're gonna keep, I don't know. We'll yeah, we're going to have it. And my wife and I are going to play it. And then uh, the good news is um, we'll have it for a very long time. And so eventually we'll feel comfortable letting Jake play it. Right. Cool. cool. Movies and TV. We've got a game movie crossover thing. So uh, it's been talked about for a while. The Uncharted movie is getting close to actually happening than like <laughs> so they say giving it the green light but the thing that i didn't know was that um it's got what's his name tom holland yeah attached they say to that it. Sure. <laughs> say- <laughs> sure i don't believe it this game's this movie is not happening i mean you don't think so not at all i don't think it will no all right well not, but i wanted to i because i love tom holland tom holland <laughs> is my dude i want to see tom holland in everything <laughs> And if it does happen, I will gladly go see it or watch it on Netflix. Right. Probably watch it on Netflix. But okay. Well, I was just, I haven't been paying attention. And usually, once you've got an, well, not usually, I don't know. I don't follow movie production that much, but it seems to me once you've got an actor attached, then that's a big step um, in movie production. But it is generally. Yeah. So. Anyhow, um, but you might think that he's a weird choice, but that's because that the movie is going to be about a young Nathan Drake, not mm-hmm. the, uh, not not the which if that... they're going to do it is the perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely, yeah. Um, all right, then. So, other TV news. This is probably the biggest news to happen in the last couple of weeks. Just Patrick Stewart is coming back to reprise his role as Jean-Luc Picard in a new series that is supposedly going to be like his life after what was happening in next generation. I'm not a Star Trek person as everybody knows. So, uh, <laughs> but Regina is super excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> well, what's funny is that there was at least a time um, like the one. So, the one claim to fame I have is that I did actually meet Patrick Stewart at one point. Oh, cool. Um, very, very briefly. He did not know my name. Um, he would not recognize me again. There's no, like, connection here. But he used to do a one-man Christmas carol for um, the UC Santa Cruz Shakespeare Festival to, like, raise oh. money. So every Christmas he did two showings. And I worked in the arts office at that time. And I got to be um, usher at the performance. And afterward, there was a big party with all the big wigs. Yep. And we were given specific instructions to not approach Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Stand on the same stage as him. And at one point, the stage manager came over to me and said, can you go stand in front of his dressing room door? We just want to make sure nobody like sneaks in or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I went over and I stood in front of his door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And this is a total tangential story, but I'm getting to the point of it in a minute. But um, so I'm standing in front of his door and he actually came by and like said, thank you. Have a good night to me. So that's my like Patrick Stewart, like acknowledged that I actually exist. And then (laughs) in true fangirl fashion, I did have to like peek in the door after it started to close and he was in there and he put a baseball cap on 
and I'm, I'm still a little broken about that. Um, <laughs> because there's just something wrong about wearing him wearing back. Anyway, so I worked in the arts office, right? And so I saw the press release and the first press release that went out had the, she was like, Oh, Patrick Stewart of Star Trek fame, blah, blah, blah. And they actually had her revoke that press release because at that time he didn't want any mention of his name associated with Star Trek. Yeah. This is a big deal because he's been very detached from Star Trek. So he has, he had for a long time. And I mean, this was like when I was in undergrad. So this was like a longer ago than I'm willing to admit on, on air. Um, But you know, he was like no mention of Star Trek. She had to pull it back and reissue one that said he had very specific language for it. It was a well-known, science fiction franchise was the language that she had to change it to. Wow. Um, so, so it's really interesting for me to know that about him and like, know that he had for years had this whole thing about like distancing himself from Star Trek to see him go back and reprise the role. So, yeah. 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 So this is going to be a CBS all access, yep. uh, which is the same as which Star Trek discovery, making, you know, CBS all access, you know, make me a little less salty about it. Right, pretty yeah. salty about it for disco, yeah, but they, they sold it to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw this. Um, it was a meme. I think it was a meme on Twitter, or somebody was like, "No, no, I don't want to subscribe to CBS All Access," and I was not like they were just against it. Star Trek Discovery, whatever. Right. Yeah. They, they Patrick Stewart's coming back, and it's like, yeah. take all my money. Yes. Here, how much are you going to charge? I will pay the yeah. premium price for this. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so any thoughts about what's going to be, what's this is going to be about Regina? Not no. really. Like I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really sure where they're going to go or I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I'm looking forward to see. And I don't really want to speculate because I might stick my foot in my mouth, but I mean, I don't even really you know, there was this whole, the whole thing in one of the movies where he had a son that he didn't know about, that somebody had, like, genetically engineered. I don't think so I saw that. I, I had a buddy of mine on the Facebook uh, speculate, and I want to, I, I like the idea. So, um, the end of, so Picard is a scientist, right? Like, that's one, like, first and foremost, he's like a scientist and an artist. Yeah. And the end of his career, at least in the movies and stuff, was all like major military conflicts. True. Like he was an archaeologist, right? <sighs> Something science. Interest I mean, in was, archaeology. Like... Was definitely not okay, what he was. I don't know specifically because it's been so damn long. Right. But he was not like basically Klingon, right? Like he was right. not warlike. No, no, not at all. So the idea of him in an academy setting trying right. to convince academy students who signed up for war right the peace that that's okay. not what, that peace is okay and to right. be interested in science and music because he was a renaissance man right oh, like, for sure so that idea even if it's not in an academy setting like the idea right. of trying to like settle everybody the shit down right because like it's an era of peace and right. that would be super yeah. rad. It makes a total sense that they would do yeah. something like that. So, yeah. um, I can see that also he could, I mean, I just want him to fly spaceships around. I don't care. Say, yeah. I, mean, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> it makes no difference whatsoever. <laughs> um, as long as he has some sort of jacket that he can tug on, 
Um, we're good. <laughs> oh, um, man. Anybody, wanna, anybody wants to see what the definition of thirsty is? <laughs> that's what that was right there. And that's okay. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Um, I'm just saying what things are. I like are. a commanding presence. That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's, I mean, I get it. That's fine. Listen, <laughs> arguably the biggest, I mean, I think in nerd culture, that's got to be probably the biggest news in the last couple of months. Like, that's huge. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a very good get for CBS because yeah, they're yes. all at, like, you know, people yeah. like Star Trek fans were doing their disco and many were reluctant. And I'm sure some were gonna fade right like because that's just how it naturally works right like some people are gonna fade and some people like all right i did it now i'm done with the subscription i'll let it lapse now it's like okay i'm gonna watch the patrick stewart thing i might as well watch disco while i'm here i bet you this is gonna help disco a million percent yep yeah so because this is an attraction a very big deal Mm -hmm. um and i'm surprised i am so surprised that he's doing it because like you said yeah I mean, yeah. how much, like, what they must have come to him with a very interesting idea. Yeah, that's the thing. Give like, a shit about money. Which is one of the reasons why I didn't want to really try to speculate about what it was going to be because it had to have been something that, it, you know, piqued his curiosity enough to go back. Because to have been that adamant to, you know, have rejected, uh, uh, you know, for, it's a small, you know, it's, I mean, it's a university, but it's not like it was a big, you know, production. Yeah. To, and he only did two nights, so it's not like it was going to a lot of places. It was going to, mm-hmm. you know, a you know, press release going to some local newspapers and stuff, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. To have rejected it and had them reissue it, you know, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a level of you know dedication <laughs> to to the phrase a, a popular yeah. science fiction franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It, it'll be can't wait. I can't wait to see it. So. Yeah, it's funny you talk about speculating and putting your foot in your mouth. I am starting to form a theory for the end game of Game of Thrones. Not for oh. everybody, but um, yeah. Hmm. Now starting, that you're on your seventh, 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 seventh watch, watch through. <laughs> I've, I'm catching actually a lot of stuff in the first season that I think is um, yeah. going to be very telling. But anyhow, uh, I'm not going to reveal any of that until we have a release date. And I will work backwards from that for my Geek Embassy uh, content. So nice. the last thing that I post will be, this is how it ends. But it's only awesome. it's only one part of the end that I think I've got figured out. It's not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, so other movie news. The Oscars have added a category. Oh, God. The Best Participation Best. Award. <laughs> exactly. Best popular film. Uh which is just weird, but, um, but obviously they're doing it to, uh, you know, some of the stories I read say that they're, they're rate. We know that their ratings have been going down. Nobody wants to watch anymore. They're definitely chopping it to be as three hours, like absolutely three hours. They always run over. So they're making sure like they're not going to be giving as many awards out on air. And they added this popular film category so that they hope that, People who don't People watch the Oscars. So. Yeah. So. Well, it's still, I mean, there's so much politics in the Oscars. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, the easier thing for them to do would just stop being so snobbish, but. A little bit. Anyhow. You know. <laughs> so. 
Maybe so, actually yeah. pick movies that had cultural currency at the time, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know be cultural, yeah. event, you know. Well, yeah. Things. When the Oscars are not done, when as time passes, when they are not completely dominated by rich old white people, <laughs> right. maybe that will get better. Maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah. The question is whether or not it will die before they do. Right. Like uh, I feel mm. the same way about the NFL. Yeah. Mm. You know. Like, yeah. Sure. It's one of those things. Like you have to adapt, and eventually mm-hmm. things will adapt because society is adapting. Right. The question is whether or not the things that we love, like the Oscars, the NFL, things like that, are going to evolve fast enough to not be gone by the time the people who would be able to fix it and carry right. it forward right. are in power. Also, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what gets nominated in that category. Yeah, like what gets picked. Like, as the speculation is all, oh, they made a special category for superhero movies. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know why they didn't make a superhero movie category. Yeah. Right. Like, or, yeah. yeah. Like an action movie category. Yeah. Just do it. Just make an action movie category. Jumanji yeah. would have qualified, right? Like, yeah. You know, like disaster movies, which still get made, would like there would be something to achieve. But the popular movie thing is just like okay, so so that fans will stop bitching. Yeah, right. about, like I don't know. I, I it's a it's a participation award. And it's yeah. fine. <laughs> so yeah. now we get to see. You know, when Avengers comes to DVD, it'll be like and the Oscar winning blah blah blah. Just so shut up. <laughs> You don't need an Oscar or, you know, Star Wars. Like, <laughs> right, right. You yeah. don't need an Oscar. You're you're fine. You have right. billions of dollars and, you know, like, you're great. It's okay. Yeah. Well, Star Wars did win stuff. Like, those types of movies always do win, like, sound design or something like yeah, that. Visual effects. Like, visual effects. Yeah. 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 That, but that's why I always, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm not, I, I I always sound I've been giving I've been given some shit recently that I always sound salty on podcasts. <laughs> and I really don't mean to. Like I don't sound I don't think I sound salty on my own podcast, but um but like come on people. Like this is just so like this is just dumb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I shoot my head. Oh wow. You can sound salty. I'm okay yeah. with salty. Yeah, and it is dumb. I agree with you. This makes me salty. I was like, oh, come on. Right. Yeah. Come on. There are things that we can uh, do to make things relevant that aren't, let's make a, you know, special category because <laughs> we aren't giving the movies that actually make it so we can make movies any awards. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I know. I knew you would be. Uh, one more movie TV thing real quick. HBO mm-hmm. is going to be having a series about the Watchmen, which is a very popular comic. Um, it's not going to be a redone, reimagining, I guess, is, I think is the word they use. Yes, it is. So, um, so that's cool. It's supposed to launch next year, uh, but no other information about that right now. Books and comics. Um, so I am reading for the Geek Embassy, actually, The Name of the Wind. Um, yeah. for the Have you read it? You've read it before, right? Yeah, so this is my third time. Oh, I read okay. it once, and then I read it again right before Wise Man's Fear came out. And now I'm reading it again. 
So, um, I mean, it's a great book. Highly rec uh, recommended to everybody. I'm sort of coming, now that I'm reading it the third time, I'm sort of coming across some weaknesses, not in the plot as a whole, but there are lots of times where he seems to be like, he's fine financially, and then he's poor again, and then he's fine financially, and then if he's I may. poor again. And it doesn't, if I may, he's yeah, kind of an He's kind of an unreliable narr narrator. Um, nice. I want someone, this is, I want a college paper, somebody to like write a really good one comparing unreliable narrators in fiction. Mm -hmm. Cause I want to talk about him. Yeah. I want to talk about Mosby. Cause that dude, he lied like crazy. Right. And there are others like, so you gotta, like that's the cool part about the wise man's fear is that and like that dude is such an asshole and yeah. i none of it i mean we know eventually he's like this baller but like i would not be surprised if at the end he's not nearly as cool as he sounds like that everything was a lie like yeah. i think that might be why this third book is taking so long because he's got to find a way to like make the big it's reveal that yeah. he's all that it's all a lie yeah. And that I've been lying to you this entire time. Like, yeah. I, it would not stun me if he's like, oh, and I've been lying to you forever. And that's the last words. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because we have no proof. Legends are lies. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, um, from my perspective, at least, when I'm writing a story, one of the first things that I know is the end. So I kind of, ha I, don't, I don't understand writers who wouldn't know the end going in from the beginning. Like that's just the. But what I mean is, like, I agree with you, but I think that that might be what's going on, right? So I mean, I don't know. Is that just me? I mean, well, I don't know. Regina, have you dabbled in fiction at all? Yeah, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, I think it. I think. I think it comes back to what another um, author friend of mine said. You know, there's two. There's two types of writers. There's plotters. And there's pantsers. So plotters are um, plotters are writers who have like have the plot in mind as they start their story. So they have the major events. They have you know the conclusion. They know kind of like where things are going. Mm -hmm. And pantsers are people who write by the seat of their pants, um, right. who plan, who sort of like let the story evolve. They might have a character in mind and not necessarily know how that character is going to evolve or change or what's going to happen with the character. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, you know, strengths to both ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely say that there are def a lot of writers who just don't have that <laughs> big plan in mind as they kind of start a story. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, for me, it's like I always know, I, w I would say I know the end, but I don't necessarily know kind of all the ways that that is going to happen. It's going to twist and turn. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, but because like, I don't even start writing anything until I have like, a, like, a, not just a character, but like a story, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, this is, because if I did that, I would never finish anything. <laughs> Which might be oh. why Patrick Rothfuss is taking so long. To and, yes. Hey, yeah. Regina, think yeah. about the revolution that we, the, the, like the revelation that just occurred. Nicole needs to be super organized. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I'm just over, I'm just over here at my desk. Just, just knock me over with a wet noodle. Cause I can't even handle uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, 
Um, Anyhow, it's funny you, it, you say that though because you should see what my desk looks like. <laughs> but I bet you you know where everything is. Organization and neat are not the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're I right. Not, I do pretty much know where everything is. I can't is. write when my desk is neat. Oh, that's interesting. I have no I have no creative juice. I don't know what it is, but I read something that was like creative people are messy or something like that. And it always drives my husband crazy because we share an office and right. has to look at like my mounds. And it's like Steven said, I know exactly where everything is in those piles for the most yeah. part. I have lost things a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I know where everything is. I know where, you know, where I can find things and I have to have it around me for whatever reason in order to like have my creative mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I've been times? thinking I need to change up my location a little bit because I've been a little, I don't want to say stagnant. There is, there's a story that I want to write that I know the end of that. I was just having <laughs> a hard time just sort of getting the beginning going. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did it the other day. I was so happy. It was like one of those. Yes, that's good. Kind of moments. It was, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you ever watched the movie, the romance romancing the stone. Oh God. I love that movie. Yeah. When it- at the at, when she, at the beginning, when she finishes her, yeah. her novel and she's crying, she's like, Oh, that's so good. She runs yeah. out of tissues and all that kind of right. stuff. So yes. I was having one of those moments <laughs> the other day. So um that's but anyhow, awesome. so so that's what I'm reading. Uh getting read getting ready to read Uprooted again for our book club. Uh but uh, Naomi Novik, the author of Uprooted, just came out with a new book, uh, which I learned from Patrick Rothfuss's Twitter. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough. Um, so I got to check that out too. Um, but anyhow, are you guys reading anything? Regina, you're supposed to be reading Name of the Wind. Yes. <laughs> um, key phrase is supposed to be, I'm still working on the mechanicals actually. I'm about halfway oh, through. Okay. Um, so that's been my, I can read about five minutes before I fall asleep at night lately uh, um, yeah. thing. I'm like, because I've just been so worn out from um, my <laughs> I need a vacation from my vacation because literally it was, there was like almost three weeks of, um, and it was great. Don't get me wrong. I had a fantastic time, but I took my four-year-old to California. I came home for a visit from her grandpa and then immediately left to go to the coast. Mm. And like, that was supposed to be my relaxing vacation. (laughs) because <laughs> we had other kids there and they were supposed to entertain each other, but the age right. gap between the kids has kind of changed anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, the gap hasn't changed, but the dynamics have uh, yeah. uh, between them. So it ended up being a, a trip we had to manage a lot more. Then. Mm, yeah. Usually we can go and like have mom time and have a glass of wine and the kids all play and it's fine, but there was a lot yeah. more like managing of things. So anyway, yeah. um, I haven't been able to read a lot because by the time I do get into bed, I literally read about five minutes and I'm like, I'm going to die. Okay. I'm okay. Now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's so. understandable. What about so, you, Steven? I've been still working on the name of the wind, but I also have the problem of I fall asleep real fast. And because Robert Jordan, uh, man, he loves to hear himself talk. <laughs> um, He really like, man, he'll spend like three pages talking about, like a blade of grass. He really does like <laughs> that kind of sounds a little bit like George R. R. Martin. Like and, his books and are- Tolkien. Yeah. Like, exactly. All these yeah. dudes love that. It's like it's like Terrell Owens. Oh, it's a sports ball joke. Um he loves okay. him some, he his f- famous phrase is I love me some me. Like these guys <laughs> like um you know like they love 
the, the they love the shape of their words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and man, do they like to make a lot of them. With that said, yeah. um, I am not trying to win a race. I'm not reading this as part of a book club. This is like my own like personal journey through this world. So mm-hmm. if I take a day off, I'm not going to super worry about it. I have been, um, believe it or not, this like Philip Mewson thing is like actually really like triggered some weird like depression. I don't know why. Um, so like I've been have I've been like super sleepy. Um and uh so I'm I that's why I'm gonna play God of War tonight. I'm gonna try oh. and beat I'm trying to beat it all out of it because I finally have God of War. You have you started it yet? No, tonight. Oh I was I keep I totally just forgot to keep asking you about that. <laughs> I was just like, oh whatever. He's not gonna play it. But nope, I have it in my hands. It was I was waiting for one of my friends to finish it and loan uh-huh. it to me. Okay. Um, and so, um, so, and then I, I've had it on my shelf for, for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh, I've got all these other things to do. And now I'm like, no, I'm not getting anything done. So I need to do like a change of pace. That of um, is very cathartic. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to kill some dudes. Yeah. Um, and I have very feeling I'm going to kill a lot of dudes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna kill a lot of dudes. And I'm and like I thought Fortnite <laughs> would do that because I've been playing Fortnite with the kids, but it's just not the same. Yeah. Um so Yeah. Well good. I'm glad you're playing it because I would love so much to be able to talk about it with somebody <laughs> because my husband hasn't played it either and he doesn't want to get like spoiled about the story. But oh my god, that's I unfortunately had the the big twist spoiled for me by podcast beyond. So, Oh, so, um, I'm, I'm going to be okay because I'm fine, <laughs> but I like the big twist, um, has been spoiled, but I'm still like kind of okay and have no idea what's happening. So I'm, I don't think it's, it's like reading the last page of the book. Like I still don't yeah. know how it ends. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I used yeah, to do well, that. I'm trying to think which twist it is that you've been, spoiled about then because there were a couple of them uh well at least i don't want to say twisted twists like unexpected stuff, stuff about but... i know i know a lot more about atreus than i ever expected to ah uh, okay okay um and it was because they were i was driving and they were like hey we're gonna do some spoilers so if you don't want to go to fast forward and i was reaching for it but like it was either rear end the minivan in front of me or get spoiled on God of War. And I'd like you all to know, I have moral fiber. I chose to be spoiled. <laughs> so, uh, they, they need to have their own spoiler alert. Like, sound. yeah, well, like, they, they, they kind of, uh, it, it was, it was, I, I get, they did give me enough time. Oh, okay. um, it's just circumstance. It was, I was just in a, in a weird spot. Like the way I put my, it's the, where I put my phone. Cause it has to be, a, I mean, I'm in Connecticut. I don't know what the rules are where you are, but like it, you can't have you can't it touch it, it yeah. be anywhere near it. Like, yeah. frankly, even if I don't touch it and they pull me over and they see the phone near me, there's a problem. So I have to leave my phone in a very specific location. Um, that's on my, it's in like my dash, but like where it's like resting, but it's away from me. It's very frustrating. Um, but you know, the, so I didn't, I didn't want to kill a family of five. Um, so well, I just I, let myself be spoiled. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I going to say thanks. Um, yeah. That's it. But I'm, so yeah, it's been, so I have not been getting as much reading done as I wanted, um, which is a little disappointing. However, um, you know, I've been plugging away at it 
And I yeah. love the story. I mean, man, you know, as much as I'm like, okay, I hate it that he talks so much. <laughs> I also love it that he talks so much because like, I really like know these people and I know every step they take and I understand, you know, it gives me like, I've never gotten this far. Like I, no, I've gotten this far, but like, I've never gotten very far. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm, I'm stoked. It's going to be great. Yeah. And you know, I try to go back and read um, Song of Ice and Fire just that I have more perspective when I'm writing stuff for the Geek Embassy, and I just can't do it. I can't. I, I can't do it. I got three quarters nope. of the way through Game of Thrones, and I was just like, nope. It's, I I'm just, out. yeah, I just can't. Like, yeah. I didn't even get, to, I didn't even get to the part where Ned gets beheaded. It was yeah. just, yeah, I, I mean, was God, just, spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Right, um, yeah, I, I made Please. It, I, I made it like halfway through the book, too, and I bailed. But my I difference is... I did the same is, thing. Yeah, book two, I was about halfway through it. Mine was time. less about the writing. I just literally hated all of the characters, and I want oh. them all to die. But we've been over this. I literally right. want the White Walkers to win. Right. Yes. Sorry. Uh, then. That's all right. Yeah. I'm going to... Oh, I totally... Like, fair warning. I am all in on the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that wraps it up for us this week thanks so much for listening if you have questions comments or any other feedback you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com that is also our handle on twitter you can tweet at us there and we also have facebook page you can make comments there as well i write for the geek embassy every other week about game of thrones uh like i said starting to formulate some theories uh we'll see how much i've put my foot in my mouth after uh, stuff actually happens but uh, i've also been hearing whispers that um that the date is actually going to be in april uh and the new season is gonna apparently Maisie williams let that slip but then she's like no 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 i was misquoted right so they're doing that thing like they did yeah like they did with john's yeah yeah no 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 yeah (laughs) Um, nothing to see here move along <laughs> yeah exactly um uh my handle on twitter is at nicole tanner uh, as much at the top of the show regina is head geek at the geek embassy she's also host of a game on girl podcast what do you want to talk about regina <laughs> well uh we need to reschedule i just thought about that <laughs> um which we've been trying to get nicole on game on girl and it's been just chaos so uh Adding to the chaos, um, the Geek Embassy is going to have at least three um, ambassadors at Rose City Comic Con, which mm. is the second weekend in September. So not conflicting with PAX, but the weekend after that. Uh, we do not have a panel, but we, we do have press passes. So we're going to be there and reporting about uh, Rose City. If there's anything in particular you'd like us to talk about from Rose City, please let me know. Uh, and you can catch me on Twitter at DocLiz. Um, we're also going to be presenting at Geek Girl Con. Yes. Um, Nicole will be there. Um, I'm on two other panels. I'm going to be literally running across the convention center between two of them. Oh, wow. Uh, no, so you, on- don't, you don't have a time... I don't have a time conflict. No, I don't technically have a time conflict, but on Sunday I have one at three and one at four. Oh, okay. Um, So I will have to run between two. (laughs) Our Game of Thrones panel is like prime time. I was really excited. Saturday at two thirty. Yes. So go on Saturday. I forgot to mention that we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Me, Regina, um, Isabella. Uh, a couple other people who are like crazy into the show. I'm super yeah, excited about that. Great. I was really yeah. glad that I didn't have one. I started seeing the times come out. I'm on a 
um, a podcasting um, panel. So specifically women podcasters mm -hmm. um, and a geeking moms panel. So um, uh, yeah, those are on Sunday at three and four. Yeah. So, um, and I hope the rooms are close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's, I don't know, that's Geek Girl Con that we're yes. talking about, which yes. is the last weekend in October, October. in Seattle. Yes. Um, so don't miss yeah. that. Geek Girl Con is my favorite. I was talking mm -hmm. to Tahani, one of the writers from our site, about trying to get everybody from the Geek Embassy out there next year yeah. for that con. And so we're going to see if we can coordinate that. So, cool. yes. So check us cool. out for cons. Um, it's We've been kind of off schedule the last couple of weeks with posts. Everybody's been busy. Mm -hmm. So come fall, we are hoping to get back to regular schedule. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah. As we all try to do with this podcast as well. So... <laughs> All I right. Um, I'm not going anywhere now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, so Stephen is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on there, Stephen? Um, these last couple of weeks, basically nothing. Um, depression is a bitch, guys. Um, for real. <laughs> yeah, but um, but summer also just sucks. Um, I right. honestly think I might just take two weeks at the end of the summer off. Yeah. every year just as yeah. a matter of course um, not a bad idea you know, i'm definitely taking the last two weeks of the year off so from yeah. you know like you know a little bit yeah. before christmas on um but so with that said um as we get closer to school the one thing that we will be doing is i will be reducing my writing workload and replacing it with more streaming and with the return of the efg show which i know i've said like eighteen thousand times but the way i'm going to yeah. accomplish that is by not freaking out about writing as much because guess what um way more people watch my videos and listen to my podcast mm -hmm. than read any word that i will ever write so guess what engage family gaming is pivoting to video um <laughs> but not really because i'm just going to focus on writing longer things Right. As opposed to a bunch of short things, because I have also found that those are more fun for me to write. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and all, the most, the, exactly. And people like reading them. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of it, what I'm going to be writing is going to be focusing on like real actionable advice and tactics as opposed to commentary. Right. Um, because I can do commentary in a video, et cetera. But the most important programming note is keep your eyes on the Facebook page because in the next couple of weeks, uh, there's going to be a certain little baby nerd being a little baby nerd in World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> yep. Cool. So. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we will be back with you in two weeks. Bye.